Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosen, and welcome to episode 248 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please do me a favor, subscribe in your favorite, and then leave a review if you like the show. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. The big game out last week was Balatro, and the games coming out this week include Bio Inc. Redemption, Mimi the Cat, Mimi Scratcher, Trudograd, Broadsword Warlord Edition, Brothers A Tale of Two Sons Remake, Dead End City, Cook Serve Delicious, Pekka Minosa, A Deadly Hand, Star Wars Dark Forces Remaster, Eldgear, Pop Slinger, Welcome to Paradise, Tamarack Trail, Captain Velvet Meteor, The Jump Plus Dimensions, Colorful Boy, Dyna Cat, Frontier Pilot Simulator, Rockin' Racing Grand Prix, One More Dungeon 2, The Mobius Machine, and Euphoria The Saga 2. Some new games are either available now and or coming soon to Game Pass. They include the following. You can now play Return to Grace on Cloud Console and PC, Tales of Arise on Cloud Console and PC, Bluey the Video Game, Cloud Console and PC, as well as the surprise shadow drop of Dead Island 2. Then, coming soon, February 27th, you can play Maneater on Cloud Console and PC, and Madden NFL 24 on Cloud. February 28th, Indivisible on Cloud Console and PC. February 29th, Space Engineers on Cloud Console and PC. And March 5th, Warhammer 40,000 Bolt Gun Cloud Console and PC. Now onto last week's biggest news stories, and we have six to cover this week. Number one, new platforms, new players, four fan-favorite Xbox games coming to Nintendo Switch and Sony platforms. Matt Booty on Xbox Wire writes, At Xbox, we strive to create games that inspire, entertain, and connect players from around the world. As a publisher and platform, we are committed to meeting players where they are by bringing more games to more people and on more devices. And at the heart of all we do are our players and the vibrant communities that they build around the games they love. Today we are announcing that four favorite Xbox games will be coming to Nintendo Switch and Sony platforms this spring. The studios that built these celebrated games have drawn on their multi-platform experience to open the worlds they created to even more players and communities. Pentiment from Obsidian Entertainment, a truly unique, critically acclaimed and award-winning narrative adventure game with a striking visual style inspired by history itself, will be coming to PS4, PS5, and Switch on February 22nd. Hi-Fi Rush, the award-winning and beloved rhythm-based action game where the world synced to the music from Tango Gameworks and Bethesda Softworks, will be coming to PS5 on March 19th. Grounded, also from Obsidian Entertainment, a co-op survival adventure phenomenon that has welcomed 20 million players into the backyard, will be coming to PS4, PS5, and Switch on April 16th. Crossplay will be supported across Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, and PC. Sea of Thieves, the shared world adventure game from Rare, will be coming to PS5 on April 30th and will be available to wishlist by PS5 players starting tomorrow, February 22nd. Having built a passionate community of more than 35 million players from around the world, the support of crossplay for Xbox, PlayStation, and PC will allow players to experience epic pirate adventures with friends on more platforms. These titles join franchises like Minecraft, Call of Duty, Overwatch, and Diablo, which already reach players and fans on multiple platforms, and we are excited for more players to experience these worlds and stories on more platforms. Whether it's Nintendo Switch and PlayStation, players surviving in the backyard together and grounded, or PlayStation players getting to live a pirate's life in Sea of Thieves, with crossplay, these multiplayer titles will bring more people together and continue to grow their communities of players. Who's mad about this? Are you mad about this? 
Is anyone really mad about these four games coming to other platforms? Obviously, this is a slippery soap, and this certainly will not be the last of Xbox titles going to other platforms. But I mean, come on. Pentiment, Hi-Fi Rush, much smaller games. Grounded and CFE's multiplayer games that are just going to benefit from having more people being able to play it. I think this is absolutely totally fine. I think it's a way for people on other platforms to learn more about Xbox since they are certainly far and away in last place. And maybe bring people over to the ecosystem and Game Pass, which is what Microsoft and Xbox wants. Number two, Xbox boss Phil Spencer suggests new Call of Duty games will hit Game Pass on day one. Wesley and Poole at IGN writes. Well, this year's Call of Duty launched day one on Game Pass. Xbox boss Phil Spencer has suggested it will. Speaking to GameFile, Spencer said Microsoft plans for all Activision Blizzard, ZeniMax, Bethesda, Machine Games, id Software, etc., and Xbox Game Studios games to launch on Game Pass day one. That means the games launch straight into the Xbox subscription service the same day they go on general sale. Quote, our intent is the full portfolio of games from ZeniMax, Activision Blizzard, and Xbox Game Studios will be on Game Pass day one, end quote, Spencer said. Microsoft has already announced the upcoming launch of Blizzard Diablo 4 into Game Pass, and there's a clear intent to get the Call of Duty back catalog into the library. But the suggestion new Call of Duty games launch straight into Game Pass, as well as a somewhat surprising one, giving Activision's resistance to the idea in the past. Former Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick has stated he didn't agree with the idea of a multi-game subscription service as a business proposition. Then, speaking to IGN last year, Spencer responded to the opposing ideologies to say, quote, well, there's a different person making the decisions, end quote. This year's Call of Duty game is expected to be another entry in the Black Ops series and set in the Gulf War. Developed primarily by Treyarch, Call of Duty Black Ops Gulf War reportedly touches on the global political fallout after the Cold War. Expect to launch in October or November, based on Spencer's comments, straight into Game Pass. For now, Spencer said work is being done to get existing Activision Blizzard games on Game Pass. Quote, we are doing the back-end work to make them come to PC and console simultaneously, end quote, Spencer said. I wouldn't say this is surprising, but because of how well, that's a joke, Xbox continues to communicate what is coming to Game Pass, what will be exclusive, etc., you could see a reality in which they wanted to just sell Call of Duty at full price because we would all still buy it and they have a lot of money to make up with how expensive the acquisition was. However, I do think this is going to be the biggest selling point and that's why I do think it's a good plan to not make Call of Duty exclusive. Make all the money on other platforms and how enticing is it to say, well you can spend $70 on Call of Duty over here or get it for quote unquote free as part of your subscription. Well, we won't have to wait too much longer to find out as we should at least get some of the back catalog games soon, and Call of Duty will seemingly launch in under 10 months. Number three, major Xbox Cloud gaming feature coming this year, says Phil Spencer. Tom West at True Achievements writes, Microsoft is close to adding another bonus for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers as head of Xbox Phil Spencer has confirmed that Xbox Cloud gaming should support non-Game Pass titles, quote, this year, end quote. While the feature was initially supposed to roll out in 2022, Microsoft has been quiet about when we'll be able to start using it until now. As shared by Hazador Gaiman on X and confirmed as genuine by Windows Central, Xbox boss Phil Spencer has confirmed that it, quote, should be this year, end quote, you'll be able to play games you own with Xbox Cloud Gaming as seen in direct message to an Xbox user. When the feature was announced, Microsoft said Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members will be able to play, quote, select games they already own or have purchased outside the Xbox Game Pass library, end quote, not just some of the best Xbox Game Pass games. How many of your existing games will be compatible is currently unknown, but we expect Microsoft to drop more information closer to the time. This is exciting to finally happen since they talked about it two years ago. 
Having access to not just my Game Pass library, but everything I own, or most of it for applicable titles, will be great to use on my Logitech G Cloud, and people use many different devices now to stream Xbox Cloud Gaming, and they only want to push that even more. This is part of the power of your game library carrying forward, and why Phil Spencer said on the Kinda Funny Games podcast that the PS4 Xbox One generation was the worst generation to lose because everyone was building up their digital libraries. This is also part of the reason because I knew where Xbox was headed, why with the Xbox Series consoles, it was the first time I went no more physical games, I'm doing digital for the convenience, and I understand that some of these will go forward with cloud gaming and being able to stream. Number 4, Elden Ring Shadow of the Erdtree release date and gameplay trailer revealed. Cat Bailey at IGN writes, Nearly two years to the day after Elden Ring's original launch, From Software's Elden Ring DLC finally has a release date. Elden Ring Shadow of the Erdtree will release on June 21st on Series X and S, Xbox One, PS4, PS5, and PC, meaning that From Software fans are in for a busy summer. The news coincided with the release of a brand new Shadow of the Erdtree trailer, which includes glimpses of a host of new bosses, powers, and more. It opens up with a familiar image of Mikkel's bloody arm hanging out from the cocoon in the arena where you fought Moog in the base game, then goes on to show shots of the countryside, numerous battles, and a mysterious new villain named Mesmer. I had to include this as this was the game of the year two years ago by seemingly everybody, but I am not a Soulsborne fan, so this was not for me. However, it is enticing that this is a $39.99 DLC. Now, they've probably priced it because they'll know they'll get that from every single Elden Ring superfan, but also this could be a very meaty expansion. And I guess we'll find out more soon because it's not that far away in a few short four months. Number 5. Warner says Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has fallen short of expectations. Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle writes, Following a number of delays, the game was released on February 2nd for PS5, Series X, and S, and PC via Steam, with a further delayed Epic Games Store release planned for March 5th. Chief Financial Officer Gunnar Windenfelds provided a brief update on the game's early performance during Warner Bros. Discovery's fourth quarter earnings call on Friday. Quote, we are lapping the release of Hogwarts Legacy in February last year, which saw the largest portion of its very positive financial impact in the first quarter, end quote, he said. Quote, this year's Suicide Squad, one of our key video game releases in 2024, has fallen short of our expectations since its release earlier in the quarter, setting our business up for a tough year-over-year comp in Q1, end quote. As the latest title from Rocksteady Studios, the creator of the celebrated Batman Arkham franchise, Suicide Squad was once one of the industry's most highly anticipated games but an enthusiasm for it seemingly worrying during a protracted development cycle, which included some underwhelming pre-release showings and a backlash to its live service elements. The game released to a mixed critical reception, earning it a score of 60 on consoles and 63 on PC, on review aggregation site Metacritic, while its launch was negatively impacted by server issues and an auto-completion bug. Yeah, this is uh, not surprising and not good. I feel like Rocksteady is now in the Bioware situation with how many people left Bioware, how many people left Rocksteady that were the key foundation members of when those studios were at their highest. Are those studios even the same anymore? I mean, if you wanted to make that single player action adventure, whatever you want to call it, the Batman Arkham games, did you really want to make this game, this live service game, both storied studios and Bioware and Rocksteady going on to make live service games, them flopping? And so many key people leaving, it's just not good. Please, industry, let this be the final example we need, please. And number seven, Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection coming to Nintendo Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Ryan Dinsdale at IGN writes, 
Star Wars Battlefront Classics Collection is coming to Nintendo Switch, PS4, and PS5, and Xbox One and Series X and S, and PC via Steam on March 14th as a bundle of the two original games with new maps, characters, and more. Announcing the Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase on February 21st, and a subsequent trailer from publisher Aspire, the new characters will include Kit Fisto and Asajj Ventress, while Jabba's Palace joins as one of the new maps. Quote, it's time to relive intense battles from the Star Wars galaxy in the Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection, and quote, the announcement reads. The original Battlefront is only getting the Jabba's Palace map, but Battlefront 2 will receive Bespin, Cloud City, Renvar Harbor, Renvar Citadel, and Yavin 4 Arena. The Hero Assault mode has also been updating, letting players take on the roles of Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, and more on maps such as Death Star and Naboo. Hero Assault can be played on all ground maps for the first time with the Classic Collection too. This is awesome. I mean, how many? Hundreds of hours? Hundreds is probably fair. Did I play this game as a kid? Especially Battlefront 2. I remember after we played the game for so long, we finally learned that you could do the hero battles with all of the heroes versing each other. It was a revelation and we did not stop playing that game. They also announced 64 player online battles. I mean, Galactic Assault coming back? I mean, give me this game immediately. I cannot wait. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and well, this one is going to be an unfun fact. Credit to Eddie Mekic at GameSpot. Halo devs pitched a really dark Halo game and many more that never got made. A former Halo developer has commented on the many ideas for the new Halo games that were pitched to higher-ups, including one concept that was, quote, really dark, end quote. Kevin Schmidt, who worked at 3-4 Industries for 12 years, replied to a thread on social media about ideas for Halo games that never got made. Schmidt said that the team pitched as many as 30 games that he believed would have totally worked in the Halo universe. Quote, many single-player and multiplayer ODST-themed ones, some galaxy-spanning, some more intimate, and one that was really dark, lol, end quote, he wrote. This is just... that's sad, right? I mean, this is what we have wanted. Did we need 343 Industries to continually to make Halo 4, Halo 5, and Infinite all too lackluster results? Not saying the gameplay was bad, because Halo Infinite has some of the best gameplay in the Halo series, but the stories, I mean, why not have other offshoots like we had in ODST and Reach? I love the story of Reach, and I love how dark and moody ODST is. And again, the horror game, where is it? Now is the perfect time. Do something off the main storyline if you're going to do Halo at all, or just let it sit on ice for a very long time, please. Time will do it justice. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share with friends, leave a review, and follow all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, with what little time I had to game, I've been going through The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. Absolutely loving it. My wife is sitting with me as I play it and trying to enjoy the story, really doing it for me. And I'm about six hours in, and ugh, I love this game. I love The Last of Us. I love the franchise. I, I just can't wait to play more. My name is Brian Rose. You can follow me on Xbox at Bros at 93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.